Welcome to the official podcast of Apostolic Lighthouse. We'd like to thank you for listening today. We pray this message blesses you and encourages you to see that God is working in your life. Enjoy the message. Good evening, everybody. Welcome to Midweek Connect. So good uh, that you guys are joining us tonight. And uh, we always look forward to Thursdays and Sundays, uh, especially now that we're not able to uh, actually see each other in person. But I can feel your prayers and I can feel your your spirit in your hearts. The family of God transcends just one building. So thank God that uh, you're able to join. And I just want to share a thought with you tonight. Uh, and uh, I'd like to read from... Second uh, Corinthians chapter number five, second Corinthians chapter number five and verse number 18. And it says, this is Paul talking and all things are of God who hath reconciled us to himself by Jesus Christ and hath given to us the ministry of reconciliation to wit that God was in Christ reconciling the world unto himself not imputing their trespasses unto them, and hath committed unto us the word of reconciliation. Verse 20, Now then we are ambassadors for Christ. As though God did beseech you by us, we pray you in Christ's stead, be ye reconciled to God. My thought tonight is saved to serve. We are saved to serve. You know, when I think about salvation, when I think about the experience of somebody coming out of darkness into his marvelous light, somebody being dug out of the miry clay of sin to be set on the rock to stay, when I think about that feeling that comes when our sins are completely washed away and the huge burden of sin is lifted and we feel clean and light as a feather, when I think about that experience that, that can't be compared with anything else when God fills us with his spirit and he begins to guide us from the inside out, he begins to speak to us from that still small voice and give us special understanding in the Bible and helps us pray like we've never prayed before. I, I, I just am overwhelmed with that experience of being saved, being, being, uh, you know, having peace with your maker, being right with God. We experience his love up close and personal, and it changes our lives. This I'm talking about our salvation experience with God. It's God's deepest desire to see every human being saved and ready to go to heaven. He's not willing that any should perish but that all should come to repentance. He wants everyone to be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth. And with that being said, our salvation is not the end of the story. That's not what it's all about. We absolutely have to be saved to go to heaven. And we that has got to be our number one goal in life until we have that happen. But that's not the end of our spiritual life. Uh, when we are saved, uh, it's uh, it's only the beginning. You know, if that were the case, there'd be no reason for us to remain on earth. 
God would rapture us. God would catch us away. He would take us home with him if all we needed to be done to be is saved. And so he did not save us to, and give us this wonderful experience of new life just to keep it to ourselves. We were saved to serve. When we're born naturally into this world, it's not the end of our life experience. It's just the beginning, right? I mean, we've got to learn how to walk. We got to learn how to talk. We got to learn how to run. We got to learn how to live on our own and make our own way in this world. There's a whole lot of life to live after we're born. And in like manner, when our, on our, when it comes to our salvation experience, when we're born again of the water and spirit, uh, it's not the end of our experience with God. It's only the beginning. Jesus said in Matthew 10, 8, heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, raise the dead, cast out devils, freely you have received, freely give. We have, re we have freely, folks, we have freely received his grace, his mercy, his forgiveness, his healing, so many things we've freely received. And it wasn't just to receive only, it's to turn around and to give. It's not just to be saved, but it's to go on to serve. We were, uh, we were saved for a purpose far greater than salvation itself. First and foremost, we're saved to serve the Lord. Amen. It was him that died for us. It was him that paid the extreme price. We are to love the Lord our God with all of our heart, all of our mind, all of our strength, and all of our soul. That's the first and greatest commandment of all in the Bible. Amen. We serve God in prayer. We serve God in fasting. We serve him by, by not only reading and studying his word, but also putting in practice, putting it into practice in our lives and obeying it. Now it's just being a hearer of the word or a reader of the word, but a doer of the word. Those people are the blessed people. And if we're going to do his word, we're going to serve him. We serve him by allowing him to direct our lives. We serve him by pursuing his will in our lives. Secondly, we're to serve others, other people. But you know, when we serve God with everything, it's going to be a lot easier for us to serve others right off the bat. When you do that first commandment, you're going to be okay serving others. Amen. The second and greatest commandment of all is to love your neighbor as yourself. Another way that that's put in the Bible is do unto others as you would like them to do unto you. The love of God in our lives is the greatest motivating factor when it comes to serving others. 1 Corinthians 13, it's in the King James, the word charity is used, but in other versions, uh, that word is translated as love. And it's not just any kind of love, it's God's love, which in the Greek is agape. Agape is God's love. It transcends human love. It goes far above and beyond any love that, that we can love uh, just in our natural state. Amen. But God's supernatural love is talked about in 1 Corinthians chapter 13. And it tells us that God's true love is patient. That's how we're going to serve others. We've got to serve others in patience. God's true love is kind. It's not proud. It's not envious. It does not seek its own. It doesn't behave rudely, and it's not easily provoked. 
Now, God's love in our lives is not a love that just stands by and watches, but it's a love that takes action. Serving others is helping them bear their own burdens. Serving others is showing them empathy by doing something to help them in their situation. Serving others is praying with them, watching with them, weeping with them, and being there for them in their time of need. Serving others is another way of saying ministering to others. You know, when you hear the word minister, what do you think of? You think of a preacher. You think of a a licensed minister. You think of a pastor, an assistant pastor, uh, a church leader of some sort that's a minister, a youth pastor. However, the word minister literally means servant. Jesus said in Matthew chapter 20, verse 26, but when, when he talked about, uh, he came across the disciples saying, you know, we're going to, which one of us is going to be the, the greatest in, in Jesus's kingdom that he's going to start, that he's talking to us about. And they had it all wrong. They were thinking uh, the wrong way. And he said, it's not going to be like you think. In the world, people that like kings and people that are in authority, they they rule over people and they tell them what to do and and all that stuff. They're kind of like tyrants and uh, lords over them. But he said, in my kingdom, in my church, it's not going to be like that. It's going to be a life of service. Amen. He said, it shall not be so among you, Matthew 20, 26, but whosoever will be great among you, let him be your minister. And whosoever shall be chief among you, let him be your servant. Even as the son of man came not to be ministered unto, but to minister and give his life a ransom for many. Jesus was the greatest example of being a minister, of being a servant. Even though he was God manifest in the flesh, he still showed as an example to us how to be uh, have an attitude of service and, and be a servant. That greatest example of that, sometimes I, I look at John chapter 13, when Jesus, after they ate, he girded himself, he put a, an apron around himself, he filled a basin with water, and he went down, got on his knees, and he began to wash the disciples' dirty feet. Because back in those days, they uh, they wore sandals, and they walked on you know, dirty dirt roads. And some many times in their homes, they had dirt floors. And so their feet were dirty. So the God of heaven and earth manifest in human form showed a great example of being a minister, being a servant by washing the disciples' feet. Wow. What a, what an example. Amen. Now we're putting, I'm talking about putting Jesus first and then others and then yourself. Now that that acronym is joy, Jesus, others, yourself. That's the true meaning of joy. But somebody might ask, if I always put myself last after Jesus and others, how am I ever going to get ahead? Well, that's a good question. Well, Jesus answered that question. He said in Matthew 20, 16, the last shall be first and the first last. God will take care of those who put him and others first. Amen. He said, when you seek his kingdom uh, first, he will add to your life what you need and what you desire. So don't worry about 
if you're going to come in last and all that stuff. When you do what God says and, and you go with God's plan, he's going to take care of you and you're going to have more than you ever thought you'd have. Amen. And one of the greatest ways to serve others is to be a witness for God to them. Amen. Jesus, after his resurrection, some of his last words were in Mark chapter 16, verse 15. He said to his disciples, go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. Amen. That's what we're, we're saved to serve. We're saved to preach. And every believer is a preacher. Every person that believes in God, every Christian is a minister. You that have the word of God, you go and you tell somebody about this wonderful experience. They deserve to hear it like we did. Amen. You know, there was an old song sung by a group called the Lanny Wolf Trio way back in the day. I believe it was in the 70s. And it, it was, my house is full, but my field is empty. Amen. And you know, sometimes we, we get saved and we like to come to the house of God and enjoy everything that's in his house. And that's beautiful and we need to do that. But there's a great big world outside of the house of God, but outside of our job, outside of our home, that God wants us to get involved with. Amen. And so, so my house is full, but my field is empty. Now the world is the field. Amen. And Jesus said, he said, don't ask how many months till harvest. The harvest is ready right now. God is asking for those to pray that God will send laborers into the harvest, servants to go and pick the wheat and pick the grain and pick the, the grapes. Amen. There's plenty of people. Now, some aren't ready yet, but there's many that are ready for the harvest. Some are just needing some, some, uh, some seeds. Some are needing some watering. Some are needing some fertilizer. And every one of us have a part Amen. Paul said, I planted and Apollos watered, but God gave the increase. Let's plant. Let's water. Let's, let's reach out. We're saved to serve. We're not saved just to come to church and go home. We're saved to be a witness wherever we go. The grocery store, the dry cleaners, wherever we go, we're saved to serve. Amen. And when we're saved, we have Jesus Christ, the light of the world, living inside of us. We become a point of light that connects with countless other points of light to show people the way of salvation. Matthew 5, 16 says, let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your father, which is in heaven. Now our text verse in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, it tells us that God was in Christ when Jesus was on is in human form. God was in Christ when he was a man on earth, and to reconcile people to God, to be the bridge to try to reach people for God. Jesus then died, was buried, rose again, ascended up into heaven. And what did he do? He sent his spirit back in the form of the Holy Ghost, and the church was born. And now we have Christ in us, the hope of glory. Amen. And we are to continue his ministry of reconciliation. We're saved to serve and to reach the souls of men and women on behalf of God. Our text also says in 2 Corinthians 5.20 that we are ambassadors for Christ. And you know what an ambassador is. It's a person sent on a mission to represent another. 
There's ambassadors for other countries. There's embassies in our, our country from other countries. And we have embassies in other country, countries. We have ambassadors. And they represent uh, a mission and they represent our country. We represent another country, another kingdom, a heavenly kingdom. God left us on this earth after we were saved to represent him and heaven. We're here to tell people uh, about the love and glory of God. We're he- we-, we all have a story to tell and we need to tell it. My story is different than your story. Your story is different than someone else's story. But we all need to tell our story. What's our story? It's our testimony. It's how God got a hold of us. It's how God dealt with us. It's how God uh, spoke to us and led us to him. We all have that unique experience with God. And we need to share our testimony with others and let them know how God brought us out when he brought us out, where he brought us from, and that he can do it for them as well. Amen. All through the book of Acts, Apostle Paul gave his testimony to anybody who would hear him. Amen. He, he, he gave it to kings. He gave it to governors. He even gave it to soldiers that were guarding him. They said that when he was when he got to Rome, because he appealed to Caesar, that they had a, they had a guard on him 24-7. And that he, they had to keep changing the guards because tradition and history says he kept converting the guards, amen, to be saved and born again because he was so influential and he shared his testimony with them. Amen. Folks, our testimony is a powerful thing. They might say whatever they want about the Bible and uh, that's, that's what, that's their business, but they cannot refute our testimony. It happened and we're going to tell God about it. Let's share it with others. I'm going to close with this verse. First Peter 3.15, Peter said, sanctify the Lord God in your hearts and be ready always to give an answer to every man that asketh a reason of the hope that lies within you and do it with meekness and with fear. Amen. Let's keep God in our hearts. Let's keep our hearts right before God. That's what it means by sanctifying the Lord God in your hearts. And let's be ready to give an answer because especially during the time we're living in now and people are all at the stay-at-home orders and all this kind of stuff and people are scared to go out and and all that kind of stuff, people are going to ask us why we have a hope, what's going on, and let's share the hope that lies within us. And let's not do it with anything but with humility and thanksgiving to God. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. He brought me out of the miry clay. He set my feet on the rock to stay. Amen. I'm going to shout glory, hallelujah, and I'm going I'm to shine bright and tell people about him. Amen. Let's pray. Father, we thank you, Lord. God, let us be lights to this world. Let's be the salt of the earth. God, help us, Lord, to share our testimony. Amen. Amen. We're not going to hide it under a bushel. We're not going to bury it in the sand. We have something to tell. We have a story. Jesus did so great things for us that we are going to shout it from the housetops. Bless us today, God, and bless our, our rest of our evening and bless our weekend and bless our Sunday service. In Jesus' name, amen. 
Well, it's so glad to be with you folks. I love you. We miss you. We, we send you virtual hugs and handshakes. And God bless you. And we'll look forward to you joining us on Sunday morning at 10 a.m. God bless and good night. What an incredible message. Thank you again for joining us on the podcast. And may God bless you.